This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. First things first, sorry. Very big sorry. We've been a little inconsistent and a little preoccupied. We haven't gotten episodes up as regularly as we would have liked. However, mm. there's a very good reason. Mm-hmm. And once I explain it to you, I think everybody will, will understand. Yeah. Hunter and I had to design every single outfit that different celebrities wore to the Met Gala. Yeah. Our goal, and I think you can only consider it a resounding success, was to make them all look like elitist morons. We wanted to do a realistic interpretation on the Emperor's new clothes, which was actually Hunter's idea. It was brilliant. Hunter, Hunter, tell us a little bit about how that idea first came to you. Well, Christopher, I was, you know, where all my great ideas come to me, Um, I was, were you doing that thing where you put your legs in the shower while you're sitting Mm -hmm. on the toilet? So it's your two Mm -hmm. best thinking spots simultaneously. That's right. And I do have the water running, um, so that my calves are getting a suitable amount of moisture. I find that if I get the moisture on my calves, it's really the only shower presence I need to get my good ideas flowing. I think it was Tolstoy who said calves are the window to the soul. That is that is Tolstoy. Wow, that's such a good deep cut right there. Thank you. Wow, Hunter. wow. So, so that's um, right. And you were you were sitting there in the act, soggy calves, yes. and you thought, I know what we should do. We should make these morons look like absolute morons. It's beautiful. It was a. It's it's beautiful in its simplicity, Hunter. Yes. That's what I love about it. It's like a equals a. Yeah, and why don't we tell the world about it? So yeah, uh, I've so I've, we emperor closed them by giving them the most obnoxious clothes we could ever hope for, and therefore showing their inner self naked on the outside for the whole world to see. It's brilliant. You really sewed that up beautifully. You're welcome. I, I'm actually <laughs> tearing up, and that's not just because I'm a homosexual clothing designer now. Oh, Which no. is a, is absolutely a prerequisite, I think. What? That, to, to that wasn't clothes? on the form? Oh. <laughs> oh, Hunter. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, big surprise. I've been duped. Look, uh, the Met Gala, what a train wreck. We're here to talk about it. But before that, welcome to Carl Pooling. It's the greatest show. Enough said. We talk about politics, religion, psychology, philosophy, art, love, romance, danger, sexual health, and and disease control that, and prevention. Is that last one a thing? Well, oh, yeah, okay, uh, fair enough. <laughs> thank you. And all the things that you are not allowed to talk about at the Thanksgiving table, not allowed to talk about in the office, we are the show that will get you fired. Turn it up loud, and then you won't have to comply with the vaccine mandate. That's fun. Okay. So we are a couple weeks behind. There's been a bunch of big headlines. Let's just go. Let's go really quick through some headlines that we're not gonna get to right away, Hunter. 
we recorded an episode last week. It's going to drop this week. This is Tuesday the 14th that we're recording. And it was about the the new documents that were released in regards to gain-of-function research. Some really gross stuff happened there. And like we predicted in the episode, it's already out of the news cycle because nobody cares about inconsistency. So listen to that episode. In fact, you probably already have because this episode's not going to drop till next week. So this is probably yeah. like a fun reminder for you that everything sucks. Uh, yeah. Right now, as we speak, polls are open in California to recall Gavin Newsom. Hunter, any quick thoughts about that? I probably not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably Unfortunately. Right. Well, Unfortunately. It's California. Yeah. Can you imagine if it does though? How amazing would that be? If it does though, I'm going to I don't know. I'm going to uh I'm going to be real happy, Chris. Be very very happy, boy. That's what I'll be. I'll tell you this about just the general psychology of a recall election. It is a lot easier to get people out to vote to change the status quo than it is to get them out to vote to maintain the status quo. Just from a psychological perspective, hey, go inconvenience your day and everything will stay the same is a lot harder of a sell than we could really make a difference here. Um, I'm not not letting go of the idea that we might be very surprised just because (laughs) there is such a groundswell. It seems like every time we have polls and we go, ah, these polls seem to be accurate, we go to sleep and we wake up to find that Donald Trump now rules uh, the entire world. Um, it keeps happening. It's <laughs> it weird. Keeps happening. And that's another thing too, Hunter. Like a month ago, he was completely underwater in these pool- polls. Mm-hmm. And then he started inching up, inching up, inching up. And I'm yes. just, you know, I'm just curious. I'm curious how much of that is real. It's amazing what $40 million can buy, Christopher. So it can actually buy six percentage points, apparently. That, so. that it is. Another huge story that we're not going to get to right away is vaccine mandates being carried out by OSHA via executive order from Biden on every company that's 100 employees or more. I'll just, I'll just say this quickly. That is what fascism means. If you look up the definition of fascism, and no, I don't mean the Twitter definition of fascism, which is somebody did something I don't like. The actual definition of fascism is <laughs> the idea sorry. that democracy... I don't know why I'm laughing to the actual idea of fascism. I was, sorry, I was thinking uh, about the Twitter definition. I was like, it, the Twitter definition is when like a white guy sells you a burrito. That's Twitter fascism. That, is, that was that what I was laughing fascism, about. fascism, Hunter. Yeah, that was my joke I wrote. I'm sorry I laughed at real fascism. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, I do love that, though. How how demonstrably stupid we've made the idea of fascism, which has claimed right. the lives of thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, millions, millions yeah. Of, yeah. of people over the t- course of the 20th century. This is the actual definition of fascism. It is the idea that democracy is outmoded and to properly galvanize society to an end, whether that be an economic, uh, imperialist, military end, it requires a strong authoritarian figure, and it's usually devoted around a identity of some sort. That That is the actual rote definition of fascism. It differs from a totalitarianism in some key ways, namely that totalitarianism is a wider net it covers 
it covers authoritarianism for any purpose, whereas fascism is truly the the outmoding of democratic systems, more democratic systems of government. It's why it's not exactly accurate to call what happened in Russia fascistic, where it is proper to call what happened in Germany fascistic. And people like to say that fascism is a right wing, a uh, right wing tool. That doesn't make sense when you actually look at the core of the ideology or its historical interpretation. Now, if you reread fascism to mean only the Nazis, and then you reread the Nazis not to be socialists, which they called themselves and were, if you and were against gun rights and all of the things that you would you would associate with the contemporary right, mm-hmm. if you reread the Nazism as just racial animus and then somehow forget most of history and assign that only to right-wing groups, that's how people get this idea that, that fascism is a right-wing phenomena. Really, it's, it's the expansion. It's the idea that government will evolve past democracy so that we can truly meet our goals. There, hmm. There's, there's an amount of... What's the right word? Uh, Hubris? No, well, for sure. But, but the government by the competent... Oligarchy, Merit, meritocracy. There's okay. a, there's an a- amount of meritocracy in it, but it's it's like the dark side of meritocracy, if you will. Okay, where yeah. you've got this, uh, and, and it, that's why it so often combines itself with the ultimate, the the best. We're gonna make the ultimate government. We're gonna make the ultimate race. We're gonna have the ultimate economy. We're gonna be we're the, gonna the ultimate, make the ultimate rhino. Oh, the ultimate <laughs> armored rhino. Which if you read. <laughs> If you read some of Hitler's secret documents, you know, he was working on time travel with Der Glocken. I've watched a lot of Ancient Aliens, Hunter. But, <laughs> but yeah, he was trying to make the ultimate rhino. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. More guns. Why we do this show. <laughs> I'm having an existential crisis. I'm so sorry. So, so, anyway, that's what fascism actually is. Okay, so here's the deal. Every company over 100 employees, which is a... a plurality if not a majority of companies it's definitely a a majority of employees in america are forced to get vaccinated it is literally and and they're doing it not by an act of congress they're doing it via executive order and enforcing it immediately via osha because osha has historically had some some viral viral contamination and containment oversight in places like hospitals or labs dealing with infectious diseases. And now they're, they are right-clicking and dragging that across all companies because there is a, a particularly non-deadly flu going around. So mm. it's, just, it's just incredibly fascistic. It's, it's great leader. It's the strong man. We're going to do it whether or not it's illegal. And it might take years for this to change. And another thing to mention about that, Congress is exempt. The teachers' unions are exempt, and the postal service is exempt, and there's other public unions that are exempt as well. So it's it, absurd. The only groups that could actually stop this would be the, the be Congress or the judiciary. Now, Congress is in the pocket of the vaccines for the moment. They control the House. They have a 51 to 50 majority in the Senate. And also, some, for some reason, they were exempt from these rules. That I, That is telling we're throwing a bone to one of the oversight groups that could stop us from doing something illegal on the other hand 
to get to the judiciary, it might take years. I mean, you'd have to find someone that was injured by it that has standing in the case and they would have right. to find a court to take it. They would have to appeal and get it to the Supreme Court. I mean, this is this is a absolutely fascistic, tyrannical, authoritarian move. It is anti-democratic. It is it is fascist in a way that Trump never was or or never even got close to being really. So there. Any thoughts on that, Hunter, before we end the no, rapid you, headline section? No, you did a good job summing that up. I also think that was useful is to give people that thorough definition of fascism. That's a term that's bandied about lightly by everybody. Yeah. Um, it's definitely watered down. So it's nice to give people a little bit of a refresher course, if you will, or possibly even their first introduction to what that term means. Yeah, so good I'm on you. I'm going to be honest about the word fascism. It is a descriptive term. It has a specific meaning. Mm-hmm. It's been semantically overloaded, which makes mm-hmm. it less useful. It It is very niche. There are very few times when you can use it properly and usefully. For instance, making the distinction between the fascism in Germany and totalitarianism and Marxism in Russia is useful almost only clinically. It's very it's a very sterile dif- di- differentiation. But the outcomes of to any totalitarianism are the same. You know right. what I'm saying? I don't find it to be particularly lines. useful. Yeah, it, it, it's a taxonomy that's useful when you're being scientific about your classification of, of dickheads. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyhow, it's, it's, a, it's good to know, though. It's good to know how stupid you sound to learned folk when you bandy the term about. But I would say he's a fascist. I think I'm a fascist. Ah, but I live alone. <laughs> so, it's, oh it's, no, it's like it's how much control am I really exerting? I'm like Chris, you really should get up and get the controller. And I'm like, but I'm very comfortable in this position. I order you to get up and get the controller. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, dog. You want to vote about it? <laughs> Me neither. Cool. I don't. Have I'm in charge. <laughs> uh, the elections are are efficient and quick. <laughs> Hunter, yeah. So we can get into today's into today's main story, which after we've run down those headlines, might seem like it's the least important one. And you might be right to think so, audience. You might. You might. Give us, please, our daily, and by daily I mean subweekly <laughs> dose of roadkill from heaven. Let it fall so, upon us and feed feed my people. So this is going to be one of those good transition roadkills. Um, listen, we're going to talk about the Met Gala, right? And you probably have already seen it. AOC's dress was quite the talk of the town. But AOC, you know, she's a calm, loving, caring individual. And she just doesn't, you know, she remembers all those people that have made her successful and brings them up uh, and make sure they get the limelight. And so she sent out a, a tweet today basically acknowledging uh, Aurora James, uh, the lady who designed her dress, and that's all fantastic. Um, basically, she a very long-winded tweet explains everything about uh, how uh, you know this is a working woman of color, and it mentions in the long tweet that uh, she's an immigrant. Uh, Christopher, I hear you, an immigrant. Where from? Well, Christopher, it turns out she's indeed an immigrant from the quite third-world country, Canada. Oh, um, wow. 
Yeah, so it's really been a struggle for her Can to make it into real society. Journey, Hunter. Think of her <laughs> journey. The desert she had to crawl across. She um, she literally picked up and moved her life hours away <laughs> to New York City. That is It's hard to even fathom, Hunter. The the plight really of difficult. an immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> when I think just go over in your mind, Hunter. <laughs> All the places where immigrants come from. South Africa. Uganda. Sure. Uh-huh. Somalia. Like our, Af- our friend Ilhan Omar. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah. Syria. Mm. Canada. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that Syria and Canada rhyme? <laughs> yes. Why I have. That's probably because they're equally shitty. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, in all honesty, though, removing yourself from the predacious control of Justin Trudeau is is a heartwarming story I think we can all enjoy. No, definitely. And I'm thrilled to have another one of the snow shovelers here where we can keep a close eye on them. Snow shovelers. <laughs> we need to come up with as many, as many terms. <laughs> Canadian slurs, like essentially. Canadian slurs, which is it wouldn't be racist. It would be like a nationalist slur. Yeah. Snow shoveler. Yeah. Syrup uh, maker. Syrup slurpers. <laughs> syrup slurper. Yeah. Slap shotter. Yeah. God. Don't they? Don't they like four leaf clovers or something up there? I don't remember. Yep, Hunter. That's <laughs> Ireland. But I don't see a giant distinction. Switch What's the difference? Switch out green for red, and you're just a slightly crappier version of white people from America. I mean, it, red, white, and orange is a really good flag. That's beautiful if yeah. you're blind. <laughs> wow. That's so good. The, it's like these people just hope that you never look anything up. Because it's amazing. Calling someone an immigrant... And then being from Canada, where like the border security in Canada is like, do you have any weed? Can I have some? On your way then. <laughs> like it's just it's such a joke. Yeah. Um, oh wow. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that little tidbit with us, Hunter. I read Welcome. that she was an immigrant, and I was like, oh well. I, I my brain immediately went to you know Nigeria, and how how subtly dishonest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, technically, yes, uh, that's correct, but it's also utterly ridiculous uh, that she you would from mention it. Guatemala or Nicaragua? Or did right. she escape the frozen terrors of Switzerland? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. What a joke. It's, These people are such a joke. Well, thanks for yeah. that, Hunter. You're welcome. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Today, our topic is the Met Gala. And there's a bunch of important things going on in politics right now, but we're going to talk about the Met Gala for a couple of reasons first things first i'd like to thank tim pool <laughs> he now, listens to the show for those of you who aren't familiar with tim pool tim pool is an idiot whoa the, shots fired in the past ah. he used to be a a conceited brainless leftist uh i'm just kidding obviously he was, <laughs> he's always been a thoughtful guy but he was very much on the left and Many years ago, he kind of started this, what you might call red-pilling journey, where he started pushing back on the excesses and the decadencies of the left that he saw. And now he's 
he's more conservative than I am. I think <laughs> he is. Yeah, he is deep impressive. Deep Most yeah, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I like love Tim. Darth Vader injured energy. Excuse me. I like Tim. I think he's a thoughtful guy. Sometimes he flies by the seat of his pants a little bit, and I think that there's space for that, uh, especially in someone who is newer to the conservative game. Uh, and I don't even know if he would actually define himself as a conservative. Uh, yeah. he, he is very anti-woke, however, which mm-hmm. at this point, I think most people that find themselves anti-woke find themselves being anti-left because they see it as the biggest threat. Like That's probably how you would describe someone like Jordan Peterson's politics, although he's far more measured than, than Tim Pool, I would say. And I think right. Tim Pool would say, too. I'm not, I'm not speaking ill about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really do enjoy his takes. He's There's a, definitely a world where, like, you and Tim Pool are on different sides of the political aisle. Political aisle once the woke nonsense is out of the way, like for for sure, for certainly. And I think that's true of us and Jordan too, probably. Yeah, I think I think Jordan probably far less. Sure, I agree with that. The because uh, because I don't think he's that far left, and in the grand scheme of things, we're not that far right. Sure, that's true. Although we do like the word retard. Any, oh no! They found it. us out. I got it in. I got it in. Uh, so I have to say, th- I have to start out the show by saying thanks to Tim Pool because I had no idea he was such an avid listener and fan of carpooling, and it's just <laughs> flattering to see. He tweeted out in response to the Met Gala, "This is the capital city from the Hunger Games," which you'll remember Hunter and I already did an entire episode on. Ta-da. That theme. So, Tim, thanks for listening. Thanks for the shout-out. Next time, just add us so yeah. we get a little bit more traffic. But I appreciate you saying that. And it really is going to be a continuation of that theme. With a, We're going to go deeper in a couple of places. But the, these people do not mean what they say. And you are the joke. So let's talk a little bit about what the Met Gala is. Hunter, you want to you wanna give people the rundown? Dude, all I know is that it's a very fancy dinner and you got to spend $30,000 to get in. And I have no idea what it is beyond that, which in my defense is what more than 95% of the population of the world thinks about the Met Gala. So, and it's been in the news and I've read articles about it. So, I mean like, can you really get upset with me? I mean like, come on. Right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'll do it then. Um, Thanks. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. So the Met Gala is a charity event. In the same uh, way that, like, the aquarium is a charity event, like, has charity events. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. They are their own charity. It is the Metropolitan Museum of Fashion that puts it on. Uh, did you know the, that we had one of those? We do. It's a museum that has a charity so that it can show clothes. Hunter, <laughs> it's expensive <laughs> to have clothes in a building. I mean, am I know I, Steinmark does it. Am I understanding what's happening here? I know Forever 21 <laughs> seemed to have figured it out really quickly. But Are you telling me that it costs $30,000 a person to keep clothes in a building? It, that's why people are like, uh, you know, lefty Twitter as, as conservatives pounced upon this issue as they this rightfully should have. Uh, lefty Twitter has come out and been like, can you imagine talking badly about a charity event? Okay, it's a group of 
of elite fashionistas whose own museum is their own charity. They're fundraising for themselves. It's not like they're going out and feeding or the, the homeless or clothing. Have you ever seen a homeless person walking around in only saran wrap? Probably. Have you ever seen them walking around in only saran wrap that was designed by Louis Vuitton? I doubt it. And the reason is because the... the they couldn't afford it. The Metropolitan Museum of Fashion's charity is going to the Metropolitan Museum of Fashion, not to you, any actual cause. So we just need I've, to be clear about that. I've never been more radicalized by a statement than what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to burn that building to the ground. And I'm saying that on the radio, so I think that's a crime? That, I don't know. That is a crime. But, uh, Hunter, what, what I know you all meant, what, I, what everyone knows you meant is burn it down to the ground ideologically and yeah. metaphorically that's what i said yeah that's exactly <laughs> what i said exactly and that i can't w- believe this is real it's almost impossible to clip what you just said out of context <laughs> <laughs> yeah so oh well so <laughs> there's chris carl exposing his friends to extremist content since 2021 <laughs> no so, doubt so it's a charity it's a charity of sorts it's like the Clinton Foundation, although they sometimes do give to impoverished people, but only to rip the babies out of their their screaming uterus. So uh-huh. it's like it's a, it's hard to define the line, but it's a charity event. I'm so upset. They charge an exorbitant amount of money, and it's it's part charity event, part publicity stunt, where they have folks show up in designer outfits and basically hobnob. Now, this year, 2021, when we've had the elites telling us, you know, you have to stay indoors, you have to remain face down in bed. If you have only 16 masks, that's fine, but 17 would be preferable. Mm -hmm. You might even think something superficial like the Met Gala might just get canceled. Yeah. Like maybe it's for clothes. The optics of this aren't phenomenal. Say they have it. You might go to yourself, huh, well, it'll be very interesting to see how all these exclusive designers incorporate masks into their wardrobe. That might be a fun... Well, they didn't. Uh, It was a bunch of rich elitists who have been telling you that you're unvaccinated and therefore killing vaccinated people, which doesn't make sense, showing up without masks to take group selfies in the bathroom together. And no, that's not a joke. That's actually what happened. You can look at the pictures. It's, It's everybody who's anybody shows up looking like a moron to raise money and be better than you. The Met Gala. It's about $30,000 a plate. The dress code is, uh, it's gauche, new money, fancy, slash tacky, because there's no difference. Like Jay Gatsby with no class. Yeah, like the guy from uh, One Direction who goes around wearing a dress. it's like okay think about it this way it's like if in the great gatsby hunter instead of getting leo to play gatsby they got jack black that's yeah that's actually perfect i think that settles yeah 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 yeah. that's good i hope i've crystallized it for you so you have to spend (laughs) about fifteen thousand dollars to to dress to get in and then you have to pay about thirty thousand dollars a ticket now a lot of people are gifted tickets you know the met will give out some tickets to folks uh these designers will give out tickets to folks they basically use it as a big corporate branding event sure Uh, and it's all these giant 
companies that make perfumes that you can't afford to smell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. So it's kind of it's kind of a joke in and of itself. However, because elites are going to elite and they think they're better than you and they think that the rules that they say are good for all of us don't apply for to them because they truly do not believe what is good for the goose is good for the gander. In fact, they're frustrated that the goose even saw a picture of them. And why does the goose think that they're allowed to look at them? The goose is supposed to send me hundreds of dollars on credit cards that they cannot pay off so that they can wear <laughs> a pair of jeans to the club and pretend like I don't exist because if, if they think about me for too long, then I will get dirty. That's <laughs> that's their goal. So they all show up. They're not wearing masks. They're all dressed ridiculously. And, of course, many of the attendees decide that it's time to make a political statement at the Met. Finally. And that's... Hunter, I know you're joking, but honestly... <laughs> who Who is asking for this? Who, yeah. Who sees this and goes, man... It was about time someone said something. It's ridiculous. Like, why didn't any of them just come in, like, jeans and a, like, wife beater and go, yes, this whole thing is stupid, and I want my money back. Because that would have been the best political statement anyone could have done. How about don't go and make a big deal about not going? Yes, exactly right. It's absurd. Yeah, Ben Shapiro was talking about it earlier today, and he said, you know, I don't think that Robespierre showed up, (laughs) showed up, uh, you know, to the to the um, Versailles and haute couture and hobnobbed with the kings before executing them. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, I I agree. It's it's a joke to make a political statement here, especially one that pretends that you are the little people. So let me give you. Let's give some grounding to what we're talking about and talk about some of the specifics of these political statements and why they fell flat. And then once we go through these. Hopefully, we'll have some big ideas to connect them to. So, Hunter, Grimes was in attendance. Grimes either is or was briefly married to Elon Musk. You know how the rich and famous do. They can't. They buy a oh, new car every every six months and usually get a new wife, too. Oh, uh, okay. In theory, she's a musical artist, although I would call her a sound haver. Yeah, a sound conglomerator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She is to sound what Legos are to bridge building. Uh, yeah, yeah. You could put a bunch of them together and roll a toy truck across it, and it doesn't make it a bridge. But if you step on one, it will hurt your foot. It, exactly. <laughs> and if you look at her outfit, she has a bunch of pointy edges. You wouldn't want to step on her. Yeah. And the pointiest edge of all, Hunter, is she has a a sword that would make Gerard Butler happy. It's it's a medieval fantasy looking sword in certain yeah. ways. It's got it's a big thick one hander with a giant pommel. Um, yeah. And here's the greatest part about it, Hunter. It was made from a melted down AR-15. Oh, good, fantastic. There is a classic, a classic line. Yeah, yeah. Swords to arrowheads. Yeah, sword. <laughs> 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 swords to hatchets hunter <laughs> yeah exactly like ridiculous this used to be a weapon so i turned it into a weapon also there's just an individual walking around at this party with a sword right 
I am fairly positive that is illegal in New York. Yeah, it has to be illegal. I, you know, it's so just frustrating to me is how like we're getting so confused on our medieval fantasy worlds and our science fiction and like our pop culture icons are seeming to feel like this is their playground. Hunter, and I it's feel just, like right now you are painting the garage floor and you have chosen to end on the side furthest away from the door. I'm just very excited <laughs> how you're going to floor your way as lava back into this conversation. Please so, go ahead. <laughs> so my, my favorite thing is, you know, the uh, cup, the mug that every uh, teenage girl has that says, all who wonder are not lost. And they have no idea where the quote comes from. The quote's Tolkien, right? It's the Hobbit, and isn't it? It's the Hobbit, I believe. I believe that's correct. And it's part of a much longer quote, uh, which I don't have all memorized, but it says a lot more than that. And so, like, what you have is this, like, very wonderless, very, like, self-absorbed idea contained in this one part of the quote. I just want to travel. Right, exactly. And it's not it has nothing to do with that at all. It has to do with the Hobbit, the most nerdy fantasy thing that was ever made. Right. And what Even I feel the story is like, itself is about in this in this world designed for losers, that world's loser is right. the main character. And right. is he heroic? No, he's a loser. <laughs> like Right. He's he's a bad burglar. Like yeah. he's a he's a grade C burglar. Um and so uh, the the point to that being is, you know, what I don't understand is like now that it's cool to be a superhero in all this nonsense, and uh, Nicki Minaj has released a new song called Be Me Up, Scotty, which... Oh, God. Are you serious? Yeah, I am serious. How many um, episodes of Star Trek do you think Nicki Minaj has sat through? Literally none. It's, <laughs> like, it's impossible to conceive. Maybe, maybe she was committing a sex act on someone while an episode of Voyager was playing in the background. But the idea that she sat there and watched an episode of original series is it defies all logic. It did not happen. Well, let's be happy about one thing, Christopher. She is wearing a red shirt in the, uh, <laughs> all right, we're done. Say <laughs> so, no more, I mean, Hunter. Say no more. Uh, that's for all you Trekkies out there. Um, but, but my point being is just like, this obnoxiousness of like this obsession with like fantasy stuff is like all the wrong parts of fantasy and fantasy has been getting this wrong for a while in my opinion too. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there's something completely different about what Tolkien uh, and C.S. Lewis were doing and what we have today. Um, but anyway, but that's all just to say too, that the fact that you would take a weapon and turn it into a weapon um, and then feel cool and empowered by that is just kind of ridiculous. Um, it seems to f- like, you know, take on that whole idea that women could fight with swords just as good as men could if they had just tried, you know, right. it, like yeah. that you see in every story. And it's just like, no, that's absurd. That's ridiculous. And you should stop. Um, your political messaging is bad. And your obsession with a medieval object is also bad. One block Calm would down. shatter your tiny bird wrists. And also nobody oh. blocks with a sword because it's a <gasps> terrible strategy. You're not, you know, Hunter, my, my buddy was a was an amateur fencer and he taught me a little fencing Ooh. and he said that that the hardest thing to break people who are new to the sport of is block is trying to aim for their sword with your sword because that's how you've done all your fake sword fights and how all the fake sword fights you've watched have gone he's like how you never you never aim for the sword you aim for the squishy parts that give you a point you know what i'm saying <laughs> squishy parts anyway <laughs> pretty pretty funny but but yeah there's something very ignorant 
about it in general that and you know you're gonna be like well okay but but at least it's not a gun anymore so it can't do a school shooting well uh what was it 10 years ago we had a guy go around with a katana and yeah. kill like five people at a college so like yeah eh, i don't know you're kind of an idiot i think there's been several guys attack people with katanas on georgia tech's campus if i'm not mistaken like it's a trend yeah so oh it's crazy <laughs> it's georgia tech okay you watch yeah, a couple georgia episodes tech. of naruto are there katanas in naruto I don't sure. know. Who cares? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it does make me very curious about the idea of going to Dragon Con, going to like the crappy sword booth, buying a couple of those and melting them down into an AR-15. <laughs> now that's so an that's, idea. That's an idea there. You're like, that's an idea. You know what I know the coolest part about this AR-15? Used to it's be a keyblade. Used to be a keyblade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, uh, that's gonna. That's another one for you nerds out there. It really lost its virginity. <laughs> it's great. Oh, no. Um, oh no! All right. Anyhow, so kind of just a stupid, yeah. clumsy, limp-wristed anti-gun gun. What'll you do? There were some people who were just dressed very strangely. Beyonce wore a hijab. That was fun. Look up the pictures of it, or don't. Uh, she was the only one wearing a mask, though. So credit where. Do you mean Kim due. Kardashian? I do. Okay, but only barely. <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah she was actually dressed up as the uh ghost of christmas yet to come oh um, that's i don't know way if you... better than hijab there yeah you go. it was kim kardashian i don't even know if beyonce was there i guess i have no idea yeah um well what can you do uh let's talk about some of the more important ones though carolyn b maloney now she's been a congresswoman since i was born literally the same year huh now you've got the year i was born so congratulations you can steal my credit card information but she wore a dress imagine emperor palpatine was gay (laughs) and instead of being from coruscant was from naboo that is exactly you've just pictured precisely how she looks that's really good I'm including her her face and hair, all of it. Um, Man, we're we're killing it on our movie references in this uh, episode. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Now her gown is shellacked by these nearly illegible hand painted banners that say "Equal Rights for Women," which is funny because she's going to one of the most expensive meals in the entire world, and is somehow claiming that women don't have equal rights. So that falls a little flat. Not only that, she got invited to this event or paid for her own ticket, who knows, and she's never actually done a thing in her life. I mean, she's she's literally been in Congress for almost 30 years, living off the public dime, lim- living off the public dole, and yet she thinks that she's a real champion of the people because she wore a dress complaining about how women don't have equal rights to a star. You know what? To be fair, though, if there's any place on planet Earth where women are abused and used, it is in liberal elite circles like this. Mm. So mm-hmm. in a way, I'll give her okay, a pass. Okay, Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. And what about all the politicians? Um, yeah. You know, even Joe. Well, she's a little too old for Joe. But regardless, it's it. maybe it makes sense there. But... The the idea that you're going to blast this out as a publicity stunt, who like who are you speaking to? Do you think your constituents are going to see this 
hideous gold and purple and green sham and go, oh, thank God, finally, yes, someone, someone sticking up by going by being the rich elite that in theory could do something about it. Oh, she's also well, in politics. You, you really think she could have done something about it then? Really, <laughs> who is she cool talking she to? Is she talking it. to herself? I don't know. It's just insane. Um, well, you know, Christopher, I actually have to agree with her though. Is women don't have equal rights. Uh, which you can tell very clearly from the picture uh, that she's in because uh, all the women help to the left of her have masks on uh, while she doesn't. So she, you know, she clearly either wants to mask herself or unmask all women or something like that because there's clearly a difference between what the rich women are allowed to do and what the poor help women are allowed yeah, to well, do. Yeah, well, that's what I was about to say, Hunter, is you know the help aren't women. They're yeah, just help. I, fair enough. Fair oh, enough. God. I mean, it's just so absurd. The other thing too is, um, you know, l- let's let's take your and my quibbles off the table, right? Let's let's you I, know about Hunter. I'm, your desk is pretty high for you to have your quibbles on the table to begin with. How did they get up here? Um, but take our quibbles off the table with the Met Gala, right? Okay. If you were to um, participate in this event, then I would expect and want you to participate in a way that was the highest form of art with your clothing. That's what the event's there to celebrate. That's the, that's the purpose behind it. Right. Would you do something that is so pandering and so, uh, tacky, uh, hacky. And, uh, what is it? Uh, the art as political, um, uh, propaganda. When you do something so propagandistic as this, and then you do it in the lowest form of propaganda, which is literally you make a banner. Like, yeah. how how uninspired, how ridiculous, how just obnoxious can you get? And I, I think that shows two things. One, I think it shows just to what level people are willing to sink to get that goodwill and that like on Instagram, it, it, for starters. And I think the other is just how uncreative and obnoxious the end of this idea is like this is what it is it's it's just big letters on a dress that's all we could come up with to get equal rights for women it, the, co- the it, colors fail. not that that's bad but the political wokeness of the message is what i'm driving at yes but let's go deeper because because i think you're onto something really interesting here i just i just got back from an art event over the weekend with my mother we were looking at at paintings she's a she's an accomplished artist uh, and I've become something of an art critic hanging out with her. She taught me a bunch about color theory and a bunch about uh, design. It's been cool learning little bits and pieces here and there from her. I- I've always had what I would consider an eye for design and an eye for fashion. I'm not the most fashionable human being. But I know I know what looks good. And I've actually put some science behind that to understand like, oh, why is this aesthetic, you know? And I'll, I'll just say, these colors do not make sense. Like, as an art form, this is a train wreck. Interesting. There, there, then you'd want to talk about the actual design. So the way that you do design in the visual arts, and I know that this isn't precisely the visual arts because it's wearable art, which does change things a little bit. It is imperative that your eye is drawn through the piece, that you want to have a journey or multiple smaller journeys that you can take through a painting, through a sculpture, that you have detail in the right places to tell the viewer where to look. The lines on this are 
a complete disaster. They, it's messy. It's busy. There's parts of it that are, are monocolored satin. There's parts of it that are hideous lace. I say that to say it's ugly and it's actually ugly on purpose. And, and maybe that sounds strange, but, but let's be very clear. This is what postmodern art is. Sure. If you yeah. if you've spent any time looking at postmodern art, and, and you know there's a bunch of there's a bunch of postmodern out, art out there, and some of it's actually it, it depends on how you mean postmodern. If you mean post art and modern as the artistic movement, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about her dress. If you're talking about in the neo modern era, there's some stuff that's like actually pretty cool, like a bunch of brutalist design is is aesthetic in its simplicity and its minimalism. Even though you wouldn't say, "Wow, that's breathtaking," you know what yes. I'm saying. This, yeah. this is postmodern by the means that it it is transgressive, and that is the purpose. It it means to break the rules of design. It means to break the rules of color. It means to to effectively be an eyesore, so that you can challenge the notion of the hegemony of art itself. That is the purpose of postmodern art and the purpose of postmodern thinking. And that's exactly what we see here in this dress. You know what? Marnie Gauthier put it better than I did. Postmodernism is a culture of fragmentary sensations, eclectic nostalgia, disposable simulacra, and promiscuous superficiality in which traditional values of depth, coherence, meaning, originality, and authenticity dissolve amid the random swirl of empty signals. So that that's exactly what I'm giving, getting at. It's important to realize that this is a postmodern design. It's important to realize that the ugliness is a feature, not a bug. And then add on to that the political message, and this is just naked propaganda. And propaganda mm-hmm. pointed at... at what I assume she hopes is gullible constituents. I have another theory though, but let's save that. Let's save that for later. Anyway, Hunter, anything else for Miss Maloney? No, it's boring, stupid, and it's intended to speak to people at that level. Absolutely. So let's move on to let's let's go with Megan Rapinoe for a minute here. Many of you don't know Megan Rapinoe from women's soccer. Uh, she is the purple-haired one that screams a lot at the women's on the women's national team in the United States. Uh, I know no one watches that sport, especially the uh, female variant of it, and uh, she's mad about that because she doesn't make as much money as she would like for ball kicking. Uh, although, hold on, we'll get into Cara Delevingne in just a second. Anyhow, <laughs> she she wore a red, white, and blue getup. It was not. It was homely. And with it, she paired a clutch that said, in gay we trust. A playoff in God we trust, but something very different. Hunter, let's let's think about this for far longer than she ever did. Sure. In God we trust. It's a s- phrase central to the founding of America. It is a short description of the ethos of our founding documents it is a, it says we acknowledge the shoulders of giants upon which we stand those that came before us and derived from what we believe to be natural law from the law of god and his creation that endows men with inalienable rights chief among them that we are all made equal at his feet. 
a beautiful idea, a, a lasting and timeless idea. The idea hasn't failed. What's failed is our ability to adhere to it. To equate that with anybody's particular orifice of preference when they're engaging in sexual activity has to be the the biggest, most obvious overread and oversimplification of all time. You are oversimplifying the magnitude of a statement like in God we trust and overreading to an astronomical amount to the applause of a ignorant and sophistic media the the idea that that being gay is somehow going to lead to the liberation of man uh, it, it is truly one of the most absurd statements i've ever seen it doesn't functionally make sense my, my thought on this is it's like a teenager going and god we trust <laughs> more like in gay yeah, like it is th- that that is the level of intelligence I think that is at play here. Well, and we're talking about Megan Rapinoe, so intelligence was never really in the offing. But <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you you are they don't understand what no, they're they doing. They yeah. have no idea what ideas they're in in conversation with. It, it is it is a toddler playing with the disposal. They yeah. they have no idea the the difference in magnitude and destructive capability or constructive capability of those two ideas. If, if in gay, we trust was a true rebuttal to in God, we trust that what your thoughts about God and the founding of this country would have to be so perverse and so incorrect. For instance, I would actually be on your side if the founders thought that the operating principle that would define this country was heterosexuality. Sure. Yeah. Like in, in consummation, we trust if that was the original, original uh, sentence, then fine. But, but it, it's a critique only designed to enrage. It's a critique that has no moral or intellectual standing. Yeah. And, it's bizarre. and even people that disagree with me on every, every option politically but we're ideologically consistent and the least bit intellectual would agree with that yeah and and while she's while she's clamoring for equal pay saying that she's set upon and oppressed as a woman in the united states who gets to play a game for a living she simultaneously finds herself hobnobbing with the elite at the met gala and decides to to you know blame it on the heterosexual hegemony of america um if you're finding your way into the Met Gala, I don't think you're oppressed in America. Call me a fascist. Call him a fascist. Thinking Just, people that go to the Met Gala aren't oppressed. What a... Ha, huh, you really crossed some lines tonight, Chris. They're oppressed by their own fame and stupidity, but little else. Yeah, yeah. Speaking Absurd. of someone who's oppressed... And wants to perform a very particular brand of of oppression on an idea. Not sure how it's going to be accomplished. Cara Delevingne was in attendance. Yeah, Hunter, have you seen her outfit? Yeah. It, okay. It, it L- screams '90s uh, woman action star. Yeah, 
it it doesn't scream star to me, but definitely '90s. Sure. Well, I figure anything famous in the '90s just needs to be burned in a uh, fire out in the woods somewhere where we can forget about the dark deeds we did. Her whole getup very much looks like she got cast in a role because she was willing to take her top off briefly in a movie about computers where it was very obvious <laughs> that no one understood computers. Please I'll, I'll tell me about the way. megabytes. <laughs> <laughs> so she's wearing a pair of white pants. Then she's wearing a Boba Fett's uh, sexy sister's battle armor. But just the breastplate yeah. strapped on. It's all white. She's not wearing, from what I can tell, anything anything beneath it. So it's it shows a bunch of skin. And then it has this little gem of a phrase on it in red. Peg the patriarchy. Okay, if you don't know what pegging is, Carl Pulling's not the show that's about to tell you. Yep. Suffice to say, it is a it is a sex act and a, a somewhat atypical one, a very atypical one, let's say. It, it's impossible to accomplish it without having some additional equipment at your disposal. Have we got is that enough for folks? I hope so. Um let me let me say this too. It, it's a it's a idea that's it's it's an act that is often associated with sexual violence, whether or whether it's consensual or not. It's you know BDSM dominatrix centric, um, and also could be considered you know penetrative rape, and another way to look at it. And actually, that's the way that she's using it here. She is effectively encouraging people to commit sexual violence against the patriarchy. And I'm not saying that she's advocating for a crime or anything or that you should go do this to specific people. She's saying to do it as an idea, but it kind of does fall into the rape jokes aren't funny category where, you know, you're not, which, which, you know, it depends. Um, Rape is never funny. Uh, Jokes are jokes. And a lot of the ways that people process very difficult things is, is through humor. And so for a categorical statement like that is just, ignorant on its face you can be more nuanced with that without being a rape apologist obviously uh in a world that that allows people to be intelligent but but effectively this is this is that it's it's invoking sexual violence for her political purposes which i think is well if you're attacking your idea of hegemon hegemonic patriarchy uh you know I think invoking sexual violence against it is kind of, you know, becoming the monster you're trying to destroy a little bit. I don't understand why, like, we see this trend to, like, make women action heroes. It's like, women have not had enough roles in TV, let me tell you. And the problem is, they haven't been just like all the men we hate in those horrible action movies. I know what we (laughs) should do. And, like, that that's kind of, I mean, like, not only is that her vibe and how she's dressed, like, take the words off her uh, body armor, um, you know, but it, it's it's also the words themselves, and it's just absurd. Um, it's very, I don't know who is, like, you know, the person that is really torn up, that thinks about the patriarchy all day, except, uh, you know, some people in mild forms of gratitude uh, for the system that's managed to keep people out of 
pure death and starvation for millennium. Um, right. It's really done a terrible job there. Over the course uh, of history, men killed most of the wolves that attacked. Yeah. It's just right. a fact. Right. Or the other men that were trying to commit horrible sex acts to the females that lived next to them. Um, so it's, it's, it's just, it's dumb in 15 different ways. Um, and also anyone that thinks that this lady is the danger and the scary person in the room just needs to look at this photo and realize that it looks like a, a child in, in a tantrum, more or less. Um, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing terrifying about a child that looks at you with angry eyes. There is something looks- so adolescent about it, Hunter. You're absolutely right. I, it, yeah. it, it's, and the makeup too, she's wearing red around her eyes that makes her look either like a ghoul or bruised or something like that. I don't know what she's going for. But. It's someone that doesn't understand what it means to be afraid of someone else. Oh, yeah, they, absolutely. They, they've, they've never felt that way. Well, and those are the people that sit around and, and bitch about the patriarchy, right? Are people that, that have forgotten that the world is an incredibly dangerous place and that right. there's no idea more pernicious than what made the world safer and especially the West safer has been extreme cooperation and cohabitation among the sexes and and we're much more defined by how we were able to work together to build something beautiful than than one oppressing the other for any kind of gain yeah so no there i mean larping has strangely become real life uh you know if it's in portland that's definitely true and this to me just reeks of that where people seem to think that like the violence that they see on tv is violence in the real world and it's not i mean you just have to go watch a couple of videos to realize how quick fast bloody and ferocious people can be when it, when things get violent you know there is no stare down there is no like sun in the in the distance and the flick before you go for your guns you know it's not like that you right. know it's there there it, it happens it, brutally and this person seems to live in a world where she doesn't understand that that's actually true yeah um so. the good guys don't always win uh also you're not the good guys uh, it, it's also just to add more absurdity to what is clearly the most absurd event that we currently engage in i i will never understand these quote feminists trying to own the patriarchy by not wearing a shirt yeah, it's like, yes. Cara Delevingne is a model. Primarily, that means that she either, she is made to look attractive to men. That is yeah. the function of her of her profession. That's the and the whole you, reason she has a job. You might say you might say no, it's to look attractive to other women so that they buy the products so that they can be attracted to men. Right. She's not trying to attract women. She's right. trying to attract men so that women are therefore trying to copy her behavior. I mean, this is literally the point of her profession. All of the success that she's found has been in under the purview of the male gaze. And I'm not mm-hmm. even saying that's a bad thing necessarily. I mean, I don't have a single problem with models who look nice and are fit wearing fashionable things. Now, there's a, there's a whole darker side to that where it's it's you know the sexual promiscuity isn't necessary, but there's plenty of models that that look fantastic and are stunning and enhance the products that they wear and enhance the scenes that they find themselves in. I think that that's all great. I don't have a problem with that as a uh, as a capitalist. I think that's a reality of society and why not show your products in their in their very best light? I think that that's a fine profession to have, but understand that once again that's a cooperation among the sexes and why would you define that immediately as a bad thing anyway? I mean, the the idea that 
we should have models that show off things that are attractive is actually a story of how the genders work together. I mean, mm. the, what's the goal to be unattractive to men? Is that actually going to further you in your, in your life? And I'm not saying that it's just physical beauty either. I'm, there's a lot of different ways that you can be attractive. So don't misread me there, but this is obviously centered around physical beauty. You're a model. You work for a camera, very rarely a video camera. It's mm-hmm. not about what you say or what you do. It's a lot about how you look. And, and why, would you, why would you just say immediately that being attractive to men is wrong? You know, people say that, that the entire industry is, is an outcropping of the patriarchy. I don't think so. I don't think that's a very sophisticated read. I mean, would you wish upon someone that you wanted, that you loved, that you wanted to seek out their success, that they were unattracted, uh, unattractive to potential partners? That seems like a mistake. Yeah. Why can't the, the study and the science of attraction be a positive thing? I mean, shouldn't people want to be attractive to people that they would like to be partners with? Mm-hmm. That to me seems like a good thing. Obviously, there's excess and it can go too far and it can be too much. But at its base level, that f- physical attraction should not be a bugaboo. Yeah, no, agreed. 100%. So, anyway, pedantic, adolescent, and small, Cara Delevingne. Okay, Hunter, let's talk about Cinderella. Let's talk about the star of the ball. I'm so excited. Me too. Dan Levy. Uh, Dan Levy from the show Shits Creek. He's the exceptionally gay one. He wore what can only be considered a... Do you recall the movie Napoleon Dynamite, Hunter? Yes. And do you remember when the titular character and his love interest, who I believe was... it Was it Deborah? Debbie? Deb? Deb? De- I think she just went by Deb. Remember they went to, to homecoming or prom or something like this? Yep. And she wore a dress. Mm-hmm. And do you remember what Napoleon Dynamite liked about that dress? The sleeves. Why, 100% the sleeves. Wh- and why did he like them? Well, they were real big, Christopher. This is the Frieza 100% final form of Deb from Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, these sleeves are massive. <laughs> Are, they are just giant. And then there's a world, an embroidered looking world map on the center in a sea of, of blue tiger stripe that shows two males kissing. Because Oh, wow. I don't know. He, he looks like the fanciest boy at the dance. Um, so I don't even really want to break this one down. It's very stupid. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> very stupid. And it's just fun to laugh at. And of course, Hunter and I designed it. So Yeah, we got him. Yeah, I, I have no idea. It, 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 what's gross about it, Hunter, is that their the kiss right where their lips meet is the Arpelagos in northern Canada, and I think that that's incredibly distasteful. That's wow. Do you know how many immigrants tried to escape this kiss <laughs> by moving to New York City? No, no. And now look, no! he's followed them. The long arm of. Justin Trudeau. Wow. Anyway. What a monster. Uh, okay. That was just a little quick aside. Let's talk about the real star of the show here. Yeah. And you know who it is. It's Alexandria Ocasio Rodriguez Nina Pinta Santa Marina Cortez. That's a few <sighs> extra names. I forget, Hunter. I just try and cover my bases. There. That's fair. 
Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wore a dress. Now, I'll say this. It's a nice dress. It's got a little bit of a strange thing going on at the bottom, but it is a it's a traditional shape. It's yeah, white. It's pretty. She she looks decent in it. I think the bottom gets a little bit a little bit frou-frou, but it's not like it's not like the earlier outfits that we've been talking about. It actually is shapely. It actually is a nice dress and she actually does look good in it. Um so so congrats for what it's worth. Here's the problem with it. In big red sloppy letters on the back, it says tax the rich. I know what <laughs> you're thinking. Don't we're get we're gonna get to it. Don't worry. I you're thinking it, we're thinking it. We're gonna say it in just a minute. But this this is also th- this is less postmodern design and more postmodern culture. This is less less hideous art for the sake of being hideous and asking the question, well, is it still art? And more propagandistic. Yeah. This this is this is effective propaganda. Um tax the rich. Who who do you think you are? Yeah. Exactly Where do you right. think you are? Right. And and did you see all of the people at the Met Gala sneering when she showed up? Did she go into enemy territory flaunting right. the fact that she hated these people? Right. If you're in if you're a moron, your answer is yes. If you're not literally the dumbest person on planet Earth, the answer is obviously no. Hmm. Obviously, one of two things is happening here. One is that this is a circus and she is the animals. And all of the rich elite are parading her around for their entertainment. I believe there's an element of that going on. Sure. But more fundamentally, they realize very clearly that she is she is one of them. And this is how they behave in public. That this mm-hmm. is not incongruous with who they think they are. They think that sloganeering like this and unsophisticated jabs such as this one are sufficient to the moral health of their elitism. Mm-hmm. That I think I think a combination of those two explains this dress appearing at the Met Gala and not being not being you know having her ceremoniously tossed out of the event right with a big cake <laughs> yeah exactly this this is a very marie antoinette sentiment this is a yeah. very let them eat cake sentiment because yeah. there there were people protesting the met gala and aoc didn't stand with them she went inside and enjoyed champagne she went inside to protest Right, exactly. Right. With bizarre. With the servants. How dare you like clothes and make a house for them? Give me that caviar. <laughs> it, yeah. It's so upsetting. You know, Hunter, we talked about a shirt that she put on her on her website that's for like seventy thousand dollars. It was like a seventy five dollar or sixty five dollar hoodie yeah. that said tax the rich. 
Yeah. And I look through my closet. I don't own any clothes, any sh- hoodies that are worth sixty-five dollars. I've and never I been in a very store quickly, that has sixty-five-dollar hoodies. Like, well, where do you go? <laughs> I have. I live downtown. These little boutiques oh. that have like seven items laying out, and they're like, that pair of knickers is seventy-three thousand dollars. <laughs> and it's made of burlap. Oh no. Yeah, it's not it's not a great uh, great look. The designer, the immigrant designer she was with, runs a company that sells like $700 pairs of shoes. Uh, go to your closet and look around for me for a minute. I would like all of our listeners to do this. What is the most expensive shoe pair of shoes that you have? I'm going to guess we cap out at around 250. I'm talking about street value. I'm talking about retail. I'm not talking about street value. I'm talking about retail value. I know that sometimes you get the Reebok drop and you know you have a, a $1,700 pair of Yeezys, but you paid 230 bucks for them. Right. These are retailing for like 600, 700 bucks. These are not not elites. And then AOC says this. She's being interviewed. And she says that she and her designer, Rose, were discussing what it meant to be working class women of color at the Met Gala. We're giving a very, very late long walk off a short peer award in this episode. Yeah, no doubt. Now, a lot of people are going to say there are no working class women at the Met Gala, and you'd be wrong. They were there wearing all black and masks and serving you drinks. AOC makes $175,000 a year directly from the public dole. Are you making that, average listener? I don't think so. And would you even consider yourself working class? I don't make that much money. I don't consider myself working class. I wouldn't say I'm blue collar. But she thinks she is. She thinks she's a proletariat. How quickly did she forget the long, sweaty nights in New York City bartending for tips? She's still working class. She's still one of you at the Met Gala, wearing a $15,000 dress, eating a $30,000 dinner. Excuse me if I don't buy it. Yeah, it's absurd. As As a guy who works with blue collar guys all day long, and women too this is this would make me want to like just yell throw something at the tv and and scream i mean because it's just like you have no idea what you're talking about you are the dumbest person alive if you were to think that anybody who gets to have a night like you had gets to call themselves working class and and live in that sort of world it's utterly bizarre Um, remember remember when when lennon invited all the kulaks to yes. St. Petersburg to Hobnob. Yes, yes, well, I do I, remember that. I, I, you know what? There's a, there's Where a he reason. shot them. Yeah, well, to shoot them, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Do you remember him serving them caviar first and champagne? I distinctly don't. I distinctly <sighs> don't remembering that happening. In yeah. fact, what I remember is that they went to the Lub- Lubyanka to have their genitals crushed and splinters shoved underneath their fingernails before they were shipped off to a labor camp for the purpose of, of forcing a false a false confession out of them to have them shot and killed. Uh, you want to talk about the revolution, honey. This ain't it. 
Yeah. This ain't it. And if you're in the good graces of these people and you think that you aren't these people, you are a right. moron. If you're yeah. coming to their $30,000 events. And, and here's the thing. There's debate online between whether AOC is brilliant or whether she's an idiot. It's hard to say. She's she's Schrodinger's dumbass because she simultaneously does some of the most ignorant, arrogant hypocritical things but we're all talking about her that's right and so who's to say i think i think that she is just younger than most politicians i mean ted cruz hasn't done a fundraiser on twitch right like i i think that she has some points there the same way that that the elite were like oh look at look at barack obama he's a, a social media wizard now of course we have to end all social media because ideas might be shared but she she i think i think she's a product of her time and not a product of her intelligence. Let's just say that mm. at any rate, she is being treated as a hero. She's being lauded as the, a revolutionary, how brave it must be to wear the stress to that event. You are the people you hate, just like the hoodie. This, this event taken as a whole is a, a pandering, disgusting, postmodern, elitist event where all of these people get to come and play dress up and pretend like they are changing society for the better. They don't want society to change. They want to say they want society to change. Yes. There's, there's nothing about this that AOC doesn't like. And she has animus for rich people. It, the idea of rich people, but not the actual individuals themselves. I mean, she has she has great love for all of the limelight and the champagne and the caviar that she gets to enjoy with them. But she has great animus to the successful. The successful that would deem to say that not everyone deserves success. That success requires hard work. She hates anyone that thinks that you get this just by, you don't get this just by existing. At the same time, she didn't give her ticket away. Right. You know what I'm saying? She didn't stand right. outside with the others in protest. I saw I saw a political cartoon. And it was an anachronistic cartoon. It was a liberal activist or lefty activist and a slave owner in the South. And they're on the front porch of his plantation. And he has the slaves working about in the fields and he's sitting on the porch, and she walks up, and she goes, we have to abolish slavery right now. It's evil. And the slave owner goes, oh, I agree. And she goes, uh, what? And he replies, just because I am taking part in society doesn't mean I can't criticize it. Do you buy that argument? I don't think I do. I don't think that you can enjoy the fruits of excess and grandeur and have your criticisms of it hold any weight. Just like I don't think that a slaveholder saying, oh, yeah, it's evil, but I mean, when in Rome, gives him any sort of moral cover. But that's exactly what the actions of these people indicate. It's the exact same argument. Yeah, I think there's this strange problem where 
people want to say that there isn't a moral compass that they need to be beholden to. And then they live a modern cozy life where all their economic problems are taken care of. And doesn't modern theory tell us that the real problem with most people's lives is not the fact that there's something missing in it or they need some guidance or they need to find a, a, a religion or something like that. What's really missing in their lives and what would really calm them down is just more economic gain. And so mm. people find themselves in what we simply think is paradise to some extent based on our uh, modern understanding and they go something's still wrong something doesn't fit something isn't right and so if they don't want to admit you know to let's call it the thing within humans that tells us the the very nature of reality um you know uh, of what what it is they need and what it is they need to stand for or they think they're the person that it can come from they begin to make mistakes like this. They begin to do things that don't make any sense, and they begin to shout about the thing that they are because they're they're just trying to hit the thing that's broken, right? right. They're just trying to find out what it is, and they're doing so in an unnuanced, unsophisticated, dangerous way. And to go to to dig deeper into that, Hunter, they're they're characterized by resentment. I mean, yeah. where going to an event like this for free? at a great expense to others to enjoy the truly the ritziest that life has to offer with anything other than gratitude. It, it, it's dispositive of a life characterized by extreme re, uh, resentment. And you can apply that more generally to the left. It's why they, they'll, Oh, black people have been beset on this country on all sides. And yet no one has a thing to say about a woman in a gorilla mask throwing eggs at Larry Elder. Right. Because they resent people who don't agree with them. They resent anyone who successfully challenges the, the iron grip on power that they would like to hold. Hmm. This is the elite. This is the iron grip right here. No one else gets this much attention and gets to waste this much money and have this much excess to do things so ignorant and so stupid and have people pay attention to them doing it. Nobody. Yeah. This is the seat of power, and they resent anyone who would disagree with them about the the morality of such a thing. Now, I don't think it's bad to have lavish events. I don't think it's bad to be successful. I don't believe that that excess is evil in its own right. Uh, there's nuance to all of that. However, to to go there and do that and then say you're something entirely different, that is clearly just a lie. So th there's the question. Who's the idiot? Who's the fool? Is it all of these people wearing the emperor's new clothes? Or is it all the suckers who believe them? Maybe both. I don't, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I will say this, that... I would be much more willing to believe that these people were being predatory as opposed to the, the suckers that are getting roped into their game. Yeah. And when you look at the, the leftist agenda at large and the resentment that it's filled with for things ranging from God to life to capitalism to individual ownership to personal responsibility... I know which one can do a bunch of damage. Anyhow, 
Tim Pool really did sum it up. We were living in the Hunger Games. Yeah, it's bizarre. It, it's it's such a it's such a bizarre event. And it's it's bizarre that they don't follow their own COVID rules. It's bizarre that they think that this is an effective platform upon which to make political statements. And it's bizarre that they think that they are fighting culture and not defining culture. Well, Chris, you and Tim Pool couldn't have said it better. And seeing as sooner rather than later, you and me are going to have to become tribute uh, in some crazy, bloody... Uh, fights of the death uh we better get started on fnx fit just like our listeners because if we get into that arena and we haven't been working for those sick gains and those just just ripped packs i mean we're gonna get eaten alive by i don't know uh cass cassidy cara delavine and her sword of ar justice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll take yes. we'll take her out first and r- return it to its former five five six glory. That would be fantastic. We'll yeah. use her bones as bullets. That but should we, be fun. We are also <laughs> hardcore. Go to yeah. carlpulling.com slash FNX for fifteen percent off use checkout code carlpulling. Get something that will make you less of a worthless slob of meat. Um that's the show. Hope you guys uh enjoyed the Met Gala. I know we here sure didn't. Uh, you can follow us at Carl Pulling. I'm at Chris X Carl. Hunter's at Emotional Carl. And uh, like, rate, review. Like us on Give us a five star on iTunes. Just do it. Just do it already. Just do it. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening and keeping the show going. Uh, sorry again for the late uploads. If you haven't been uploading as regularly and consistently as you'd like, or if the color has been changing and it feels unnatural or the consistency of your upload, then it might be time for you to get tested.